This is Iron Mike Stedman, and on this episode of Dog Whistle Branding, I decide to invite you behind the scenes of Ironbound Media as I think through our own branding and sandbox strategy, i.e. where I hope to see us in the next three to five years. What led me to record this episode was a discussion I was having during an onboarding call with Ironbound Media's new head of growth, Erica Rachel. On the call, Erica expressed how she wanted to get inside my head and ask me some questions so that she can better understand why I started the company and where I see us in the future. So for today's episode of DWB, Erica is actually interviewing me. As founders, we can't assume others know what's going on in our heads. And I hope this episode not only shares more insight into the Ironbound Media brand, but also gets you thinking about how to convey your own why to your team. Before you hear from Eric and I, I have an ask. I would greatly appreciate if you subscribe to this show and left us a review on iTunes. I want to create as much value as possible for our community. And by leaving a review, you show other veteran business owners that they can trust Dog Whistle Branding. As a bonus, if you leave a review and screenshot it to me on LinkedIn, I'll send you a copy of one of my favorite business books. All right, Gunny, take it away. Yo, saddle up. Lock and load. Welcome to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride, where we provide weekly tack planning on marketing, brand strategy, and category design for early and growth stage veteran-owned small businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, a Marine Corps veteran, godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, and CEO of Ironbound Media, a podcast production agency that helps veteran-owned businesses create, distribute, and grow branded podcasts in order to engage with your ideal audience. Each week on this series, I coach you through the different marketing, branding, and category design strategies that I've developed over the years to drive revenue and increase customer engagement. Those are the only ROI that matter for a Dog Whistle brand. I'll also include case studies where I bring on guest SMEs or business owners to provide a debrief on their dog whistle brand strategy. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB and our work at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load. What's going on, everyone? Today, we're doing something a little different. We're going behind the scenes with Ironbound Media. I'm joined by our newly minted head of growth, Erica Rachel. What's going on, Erica? Welcome to Dog Whistle Brandon. Hey, it's good to be on the show today. Thanks for having me. So, Erica, you said this is your first podcast? It is. I've never been on a podcast before. She was telling me how nervous she was, y'all. So I had to, you know, I told her she's going to be fine. But uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring Erica on the show today is, you know, as we continue to build out this Ironbound Media brand, I'm excited, Erica, because I feel like I finally have some clarity around how I see us in like the marketplace. You know, we're, we're more than just a podcast agency. We don't just care about people's podcasts. We care about their businesses and we care about their brand. And so I'm thinking about this idea of like chief brand officer, you know, and we punch up better known businesses, leveraging audio, content, and our dog whistle brand strategy to really help them create a brand that, you know, stands out from the crowd and channels through the noise. 
Oh, for sure. You definitely want everybody to have a badass brand and Dog Whistle branding is the way to go. And so, you know, I was talking with Erica today because you've been with our team going on, what, about two weeks now? About, yeah, two weeks. So we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we, you know, continually serve our clients uh, through the podcast, right? And as well as a newsletter we're launching finally. And uh, we were just kind of talking and she was asking me some questions. I was like, you know what? We need to just jump on the podcast and talk about this stuff. Um, because I feel like it's going to allow people to kind of see some more behind the scenes on, uh, you know, how we're approaching building out this media company. And then also, before we get into that, I would love to just kind of talk about, you know, how we envision leveraging these platforms based off of, you know, everything I've told you regarding my vision. So what are your thoughts on how we can maximize, you know, Dog Whistle brand in the show to serve our clients and uh, serve the broader community around uh, marketing, branding, and category design? I think that to put ourselves out there, you pick one thing that you want to be really awesome at, and that's your podcast, and you pick it, and you take it, and you run with it, you put your brand out there, you put your name behind it, and you have your logo that matches it, you have the strong content that matches it, and you nourish it, and basically you just publish it out there and everything matches and looks the same and people are going to follow you because they like like strong things. Yeah, I just had an episode where I talked about the importance of anchor content. So when marketing and branding, we all try to do so much, right? But you really got to pick one thing and really lean into that. And that's the thing that's like you're doing consistently. And so for us here, it's the podcast. And so like I'm, you know, Erica's been on the team and I'm always coming up with some ideas and I'm empowering her. Like you're the head of market, you're the head of growth. So we've got to have a process for like triaging these ideas and also making sure we're staying focused. And one of the things she was like, you got to focus on the podcast. Let's make a really good podcast. Let's create really good content and then build out our marketing assets around that. Yeah, I, I totally think, and you have great ideas and you are, you're, you have the big idea and I get to take that idea and I get to make the smaller pieces and make those smaller pieces, make the big idea work. So one of the things we were talking about too is um, you're like, I need to interview you and I need to get inside your head so that I can, you know, we can create these newsletters and we can start creating these assets. And so this is what we're going to do. We're just going to do it right here on the show. So I, <laughs> Erica prepped her first podcast, y'all. So she's going to be the one that's uh, interviewing me. And I got her some audio equipment coming. You know, I sent her some books too. Like I'm excited. I feel, I feel, I feel empowered to hand off responsibility. You know, for like the first time, and uh, I feel like you're you're a great fit to have. I'm very excited. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. What makes Mike Stedman Iron Mike? That's a great question. I don't think anybody's ever asked me that before. I actually came up with Iron Mike during the pandemic. Because I was so low, right? Like before Ironbound Media, you know, I was teaching uh, on-site boxing classes on the for-profit side of the house and our revenue fell to zero. My gym was closed. You know, I was up against it. Back was against the wall. And sometimes when life is hard, we can forget who we are. And at the end of the day, I'm a three-time national boxing champion, you know, Marine Corps infantry officer, entrepreneur. But when I was on the canvas, I forgot who I was. And so, you know, I kind of got a pep talk from a friend of mine, Mike Nemeth, who we're going to get on the podcast from Emblem Athletic. And, uh, you know, he kind of got me back in the fight and I decided to go back to the basics. You know, when I started Ironbound Boxing, it was never about making money. There was no for profit. It was always uh, using boxing to change lives. 
And so even though my gym was shut down, the Ironbound Boxing Academy, and even though I didn't have any revenue coming in on the for-profit side, I just went back to the basics, which was providing free boxing to serve the community, to serve the kids in our ecosystem while the lockdown was going on. So I jumped online, started doing, you know, virt free virtual boxing workouts on IG Live and start uh, uploading videos to YouTube. And I just kind of got my mojo back, you know? And so as I was persevering through the pandemic, I just said, fuck it. I'm gonna start calling myself Iron Mike because I needed Iron Mike. It was just, a, you know, I, I, I needed it. It was like my ground punch. So I think what makes me, you know, Iron Mike or even that persona is really operating at like the edge of my own competency. So it's like when times are hard and it's rough, but it's more like the mindset. You know, it's like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And being an entrepreneur, you're punched in the face constantly. But it's like standing, you know, with your chin held high, you know, and taking it as it comes and uh, being proactive, too. So that's really where I, I kind of came up with the name. And what's funny, people start calling me Iron Mike. So now it's just like a thing. So that's where it came from. Awesome. I like that description. So um, I like to know that you do educate, entertain, and inspire. How did you come up with these three goals? I read a book called The Minimalist Entrepreneur by Sahal Lavingia. And uh, it's kind of like a philosophy I have too, as I think about business, right? Like I, one of my personal goals around business is to enjoy the work I do, right? Like we underestimate how much time we spend at work each and every day. And next thing you know, your life passes by and you're like, man, I'm spending eight hours plus sometimes at work. It's like, if I'm going to be working, and it was like I said to you before we went live, I really enjoy the work I do, you know? And so the whole concept behind like minimalist entrepreneur is like getting rid of all the crazy overhead and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of like, what are the essentials you need to like run and operate um, your business? And in the book, one of the things he talks about is, creating content and this concept of building in public, like we're doing now. We're literally building this brand in public, right? Through these conversations. And he says, the purpose of your content is to inspire, educate, and entertain. And I, I remember, you know, I'm one of those guys that forget stuff all the time. So I read the book once, I listened to it on Audible, and then I went back and pulled some notes from it. And I was like, I need to make sure I write this down and pass this to the team. So that's where we're at. You know, it's like, how do we create really educational and inspiring content, but also, you know, entertain people because you never know what people got going on in their lives. And so I'm hoping that when they do engage our content, that it like brightens up their day or brightens up their week. Sounds like an awesome book to read. Yeah. Check it out, y'all. I'll put it in the show notes. Minimalist Entrepreneur. Great, great book. All right. So what made you decide to start a podcast business? I know you leaned into it a little bit when you were talking about Iron Mike and your back was up against the wall, but why did you pick podcasting? So the original answer was um, I'm very well read in terms of business literature. I read Jim Collins. I read everything, right? The Seth Godin's of the world. If there's a business book out there, it's probably been published in like the last five years. If I haven't read it, I'm probably familiar with it. And one of the things that always bothered me was I didn't see any black authors, right? So if there was any, like, if there were any authors um, that published in the business section, it was always like a come up story, you know, like rags to riches or something. But in terms of like, hey, here's a book on how to set up your marketing funnel or something. I just didn't see a lot of black business authors. And so then I started to think about, you know, there's all this stuff within the published industry. And there's a reason why you don't have a lot of black authors. We represent like 4% of the published industry in general. 
So let alone the business section. And so I started to think, well, you know, if I wanted to reach black entrepreneurs or aspiring black entrepreneurs and I wanted to write a book, would people go to that, you know, as a resource? And so I started to think about, well, it's like, this was like 2019 or 20, yeah, it was like 2019 when I started thinking about it. Well, what if a publishing company of the future was making podcasts and audio books instead of traditional books? Could I reach more black entrepreneurs, founders of color, et cetera, through audio? And I planted that seed in the back of my head. And then when I saw, I, I had an opportunity to record a podcast with a company called Mission and uh, mission.org. And when I saw their podcast set up, I was like, I want to do that. And so I emailed the team from Mission. I said, hey, can you send me what gear and stuff you use? And they sent it my way. And I started my first podcast called Confessions of a Native Son, a Black Veterans Perspectives on Race, Culture, and Business. And it wasn't even about uh, business per se, but one of the things that allowed me to do was express myself. So I still had that idea in the back of my head to create like educational business content, but I also wanted to have a platform that gave me space to just kind of share my perspectives on the world. And then once the pandemic hit, I started teaching virtual boxing class via Zooms. And if y'all can't tell, I'm like a people person, y'all. Like I, I get energy, you know, doing physical boxing workouts, coaching my team and everything. And doing Zoom classes, it was just sucking the life out of me. People weren't even cutting on their Zoom cameras. So I felt like <laughs> Billy Blanks a lot of the time. I'm just sweating on camera, hating life. And I was complaining in the Lions Pride about how much I did not like teaching virtual boxing classes. And so I look for opportunity to exit away from it. And I realized that, hey, I think I could execute this podcast idea. Um, but instead of not necessarily just targeting founders of color, would companies pay me to come do what I've done for Confessions of a Native Son, you know, create, distribute, and grow the show for them? And so I got my first client, got my second client, exited out of uh, virtual boxing classes and launched Pod uh, Ironbound Media. It's just taken off from there. It has been. And it's kind of grown too. You know, when I started this company, I thought I, my, my perfect customer, I thought was an executive director of some kind of uh, uh, incubator and accelerator, or maybe some venture capital firm that had an incubator component to it that would bring me in to produce podcasts because I thought people were hating these online classes and stuff. What I found out was a lot of them didn't have a budget for marketing. And so I stumbled into, and I don't want to say I stumbled this comes from the minimalist entrepreneur. One of the things is embedding yourself around communities and, and things and then creating a product or service to serve that community. So I'm very heavily embedded in the veteran entrepreneurial community. And once people found out what I was doing, a lot of veterans started to reach out to me to ask me to help them launch a podcast. And so that's when I decided to make that hard pivot and say, hey, we specialize in producing branded content, branded podcasts for veteran-owned businesses. And plus, part of this is you got to enjoy who you spend your time with. The reason I'm happy, Erica, is because I get to spend my time with veterans and they're, they're, they trust me and I trust them. And so that's a lot different than having clients that are like assholes that drain you, that you're mm -hmm. just like, oh, my God, I hate showing up for. I totally agree. Veterans definitely have a special place in my heart. Aren't you a military spouse? I am a military spouse. <laughs> yeah, see? I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not spun up on my old school Marine Corps leadership, right? When we onboard people, you got to know their name, their background, all that kind of stuff. We're onboarding in public. Yeah, I am a very proud military spouse and hit 13 years on Monday, actually, as a officially military spouse. Congratulations. I know that hasn't been easy. 
it's been I think we've moved about nine times. So it's been it's been wild. And when we were talking today, Erica is excited to learn about podcasting. Yes. So the, the behind the scenes of it, that we're training her up, y'all. She's got a marketing and advertising background. We're going to teach her how to uh, launch a badass podcast. I know. I want to learn the beginning. I want to learn the middle, the end, and I want to fill in all the blanks. I'm excited. All right. What other questions you got? Let's see. I got to go back through because you're answering a lot of my questions on my list that I had made for you. Well, one of the things with podcasts too is you let the con you let the the conversation roll freely. So sometimes, like I'll have a list of bullet points and everything, but depending on how the conversation is going, I'll just scrap the list. It's more of those like left and right lateral limits. So for those of you tuning in, you know if, whether you have a podcast or not or some piece of content, you know again, just part of it is like, what do you want to get out of the content? You know, and for you, it was getting inside my head. And so, what can you do to help guide that process? What lessons have you learned since starting this business? So have the thing that when you started, have you come full circle? Have you come up with all of the, this is exactly what I want to do? Have you, have you thought about that? I have. So one of the big lessons I've learned was the experience, right? So I've been struggling with the brand game. I want to say I've been struggling, right? When I first rolled out Ironbound Media, I did all my branding around podcasts like a platinum album. So a platinum album is good 10, 20, 30 years later. Why not a podcast, right? So I positioned this idea that that's why people want to work with us because we do these short, limited edition podcast series. But going back to what I said before is people want to work with us because they need help with their marketing and branding and they trust us. And who trusts us? Veteran owned businesses. Why? Because we're embedded in the community. That's our tribe. You understand? And so now I'm happy to go back and kind of rebrand, which is what we're going to be doing together of just filling in our one-page business plan. So that's what we use at the Lions Pride. We use a one-page business plan to, as our like operating system. And part of the business plan is, you know, your brand guarantee. So this is like when you have someone that's ready to buy their risk, their risk, you take all the risk off the table, right? They're like, you know, I don't know if this is a good fit for me. And a lot of times like the brand guarantee can be like, hey, if you don't like our product or service, we'll refund you in full, you know? And so that was kind of like the grand guarantee I had. But what I've been thinking about with the brand guarantee now is Ironbound Media is the best part of your week. Like it's there's true. a lot of there's a lot of uh, stuff we have to do in business that we don't like doing. And especially busy CEOs or, you know, executives. I want to make Ironbound Media the best part of the week. So it's like, you know, what? I got to do all this other stuff. But when I get to jump on the podcast and create content, like I really enjoy it and it's fun. So when you talk about coming full circle, stuff like that, I'm coming full circle around the brand guarantee. The other lesson I learned is how important a brand experience is. So the front end and the back end, that's why I've had you make these deployment kits. Because before somebody would come in, we work with them, their podcast is live. But it's like, how can we take that to the next level? Bam, here's your deployment kit. Here's your marketing assets, right? Hey, here's a media, some, some best media practices to help you share and grow the show. And so now we're empowering our clients to get out there and help them grow their show because it's not just about having someone come work with us. We record a few episodes and then they're out on their own. It's like, how can we continue to serve them throughout this process? And so one thing I've been excited about was I've been focusing on dog whistle branding because brands make the mistake of talking about themselves. We're so amazing. You know, me, me, me. But what you want to do is you want to create and market the category. So I created a new category for veteran-owned businesses called Dog Whistle Branding. 
And what this does is it saves you time, money, and resources to go out and engage your perfect customer. Now, that's what I've been positioning the company around is Dog Whistle Brand. And that's why we create this podcast, Dog Whistle Brand, and to evangelize the category and educate it. But when I think about the future of Ironbound Media, I've been thinking about us as like your outsourced chief brand officer. And I was on with my acceleration partner today, Ron Mao from Alliance Pride, and he loves it. But a lot of people might not necessarily know what a chief brand officer is. And what we do is we come in and we look at you and we give you a, a cohesive brand strategy and then we work with you to execute it. And what I like about the podcast is when I'm working with clients on their dog whistle brand strategy, it's one thing to come in and just give you some advice. But it's like a lot of busy people need execution, right? So it's like, how are we executing on this branding and position that you just gave us? And I feel like a podcast is a great way to do that. And it took me forever, y'all, to, to kind of like think through, because I've been struggling thinking through like our 2022 goal. You know, it's like, all right, we hit the ground. Last year was all about validating the business model, you know, building out a, a client portfolio. But now because of my obligations with Ironbound Boxing, this, my personal life, everything, I've just felt like I've had this brain fog about like, man, what is the future of Ironbound Media? Are we the future of publishing? Are we like an independent publishing uh, company, except we do podcasts. So you think of your little indie bookstore, but now you got indie podcasts. But I'm like, I'm really digging this. Like, think of us as your outsourced chief brand officer where like we work with a, a business and they don't just get me, they get a team. So it's not just one person, they get you and a team. And so we build out these assets that support them, that help them communicate their brand story, their brand value, and that overall just brand experience. That's right. Treat them more like family instead of a client. Exactly. And this is my first time talking through this like live. Like I literally just <laughs> typed this in the Slack like like an hour ago. But I think I'm I'm happy with where we're going. That's what you're here for. To help pull this out. Exactly. So when you talk about all of the things that you have going on with your boxing and the podcasting, where where do you where does your nonprofit fit into this? So that's how I got my start, right? The only reason Ironbound Media exists is to really serve as a, a for-profit arm to support Ironbound Boxing. So now that we actually have a team being able to get Ironbound Boxing out of me, and now how can I leverage the, the Ironbound Media team to help amplify the efforts that we're doing? So part of the pro problem is like, once I get off this podcast, you know, I'm gonna do a little bit more work and then I head to the gym and I coach boxing in the evening. And there's a whole fundraising component that goes with Ironbound Boxing. So how can we leverage our podcast and how can we leverage our best practices, dog whistle branding to fundraise for Ironbound Boxing um, and support, you know, the kids here in Newark and also um, our social impact initiatives. Because we run, we run a free amateur boxing training. We got an entrepreneur education program called Thrive. Yesterday, I gave out $1,500 to two young entrepreneurs of color right here in the city, Drixen and, uh, Drixen and Cherish. And then employment opportunities. And so as we continue to grow and I get better at, um, as we, as a, I got to stop saying me, right? I'm so used to being me because, you know, you start a business, it's you with a laptop and a microphone. <laughs> now we have a team. How can we start to integrate these kids into the Ironbound Media? You know, are there little tasks that we can assign them? You know, I got Keith Cologne who's going to Rutgers and he's studying digital marketing, right? When he does his internship, he should be doing his internship with Ironbound Media. You know, so and we employ vendors, too. So 
training the kids to fill roles that I think we can we need. And now we fulfill that employment opportunity. So really, this is going to be able to amplify our voice and our thought leadership and our approach to uplifting communities of color through boxing, entrepreneurship and employment. What advice do you hope that they take the most away from you when you talk to them? The kids? Yeah. What's what's the main goal you want them to be able to take away from your conversation? I think... So I, was, I I forgot where I heard this, but it's like, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, you know, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, recruit a team of people that have already been to the Super Bowl before. And who you surround yourself with is so important. That's why I'm thankful for the Lions Pride. That's why I wanted to do the show with the Lions Pride and bring, you know, people from the cohort on here is because that's my tribe. That's the Super Bowl. You know, there were times in my life where I I didn't think I could punch above my weight. You know, it's like, even running a business, right? Like I'm writing this book now called Black Veteran Entrepreneur. And it's one thing to start like a six-figure business or to think that's what you want, but it's another thing to do it. And I always used to think things were for other people. But whenever I see someone do it that I thought was for other people and I realize that it's for me, it's like a Roger Bannister moment. And Roger Bannister, nobody thought it was possible to break the four-minute mile until Roger Bannister did it. And a lot of times with these kids, I'm trying to show them like, what's possible. You know, so I'm trying to show them how to break that Roger Bannister, uh, how to have a Roger Bannister moment where you, you go out of what you previously thought was possible before to now it's like a whole paradigm shift, but an important aspect of that is having the right people around you. So communities like Newark, one of the challenges we face here is like, how do we bring social capital, that human capital to kids that don't necessarily have it? And I bridge that gap between the resource I'm able to bring through my relationships in the veteran community that support and uplift Ironbound Boxing with our, our kids here in Newark. And so with the media case, it's cool because, you know, I'm able to, to serve, I'm able to serve the same community because Ironbound Boxing wouldn't exist without the veteran community. Like that's where the majority of our donors come from, the veteran community. And now in addition to just donating Ironbound, they're coming to me and saying, hey, Mike, can you help me with my marketing and branding? So I'm able to help serve them um, instead of, uh, you know, having to, to go outside. Cause that's, that's a challenge with a social enterprise is does it match up? You know, does it, does it match up with your donors? So like my donors, veteran owned businesses or veteran connections, they didn't really need onsite boxing classes, you know, but the fact that like we have this nonprofit arm, Ironbound Boxing, and they need help with their marketing and branding. So now I can kind of close that ecosystem. Awesome. So you're mentoring and you have a nonprofit and you're an author and you're podcasting. And is there anything you can't do? Uh, apparently scale up. So that's why you're here. So we're, we're scaling up. I can't write my newsletter. I can't write multiple newsletters and podcasts and do all that stuff. And I'm actually struggling with, I'm, I don't want to say I'm struggling with, it's just part of growth, right? Because we, we grew a lot this year. Uh, making sure I'm having time for myself. Working out, reading meditating back to the basics. You know, we sit in our meetings and you look at my calendar and I'm like, Oh my gosh. But it's like, it's just part of this phase we're in, but you know, being able to bring on team members and train them and educate them. So clients feel comfortable, start offloading some stuff off my plate so I can focus on my personal and then also continue to grow and elevate the Ironbound boxing brand. So one of the things I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, I'm me talking to Drew about it of, how do I bring everything together under like one roof? You know, you just asked me that before, but in terms of like a branding, because I'm all about niching down. 
right? So what you don't want to do is confuse someone that's looking for marketing and branding uh, or dog whistle branding and podcasting, and but they they go to a boxing website or something. So just keeping it clean. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think definitely being cohesive and similar and and bold. I think everything you have to do is be bold and badass, or as you like to see, we make badass podcasts. So everything you have to do is be badass. Yeah, I. Uh, it's funny because I was. Um, how do I say this? So sometimes you get on the internet, right? And you start looking at other brands, and you get envious and you get jealous. You're like, I want to do this, I want to do that, not even realizing how badass your own brand already is. You know. So one of the things that I came up with too was, you know, I was with our designer Drew, who was on. Listen to his podcast, super good. How to create a revenue generating, uh, how to create a, a visual brand identity that drives revenue. Check that episode out. But I was like, do I need to do something different with Ironbound Media in terms of brand aesthetics, the look, the feel? And then he asked me, he said, do you want Ironbound Media to be, to, to do you want people to know that Ironbound Media is associated with Ironbound Boxing? I said, absolutely. He said, don't change your branding then. So, you know, I was like, well, we need to do these colors and da, da, da. We've already got great stuff already. And then y'all like the Ironbound Boxing hoodie. You know, y'all like it's part of being cohesive. So just what I'm be working on this year is just communicating that and making it work nice and tight. So that's a, that's a goal of mine. We get a little bit more personal time in there. Yeah. And a little bit more personal time (laughs) so I can read and write and podcast. All right. What are your, so we've talked a little bit about it. What would you narrow down for everybody? Your exact top three goals for 2022. Oh, that's a great question. So my number one goal for 2022 is to position ourselves as the go-to resource for outsource, you know, chief brand officer or something along those lines, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's our sandbox. It's really supposed to be like your three-year sandbox. But at the end of like 2022, I want us to position ourselves as like an authority around dog whistle branding and as like your go-to chief brand officer. So you get a team. So how are we going to do that? Right. We've got the podcast. We're going to serve our clients. We're going to do really well. Um, and we're going to do some other stuff. That's one. I was expected to answer quarter. See, you've caught me off guard because now you asked me for a year. I thought you're going to ask me quarter because I'm, I feel like I have more clarity around quarter. So there's that goal. The other goal is, and this is kind of like, and so I've been struggling with how do I create a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal that encompasses the brand identity and the, the team goals. Cause it's not just me anymore. It's you, it's Kristen, you know, it's, it's CJ, our audio engineer, it's Austin, you know, the, um, our graphic designer and anybody else we have on the team of how do I have a BHAG that all of us can work towards? But see right now, one BHAG I want to have is I would love for us to be able to invest in other brands. Right. Whether that's financially or we just invested with them with media. So having enough margin, generating enough revenue and enough margin for us to be able to support brands that don't necessarily have the capabilities we do. Right. And I would love to be able to pull them under the Ironbound of Ironbound umbrella, whatever that looks like, you know, and help um, elevate. And then the other thing, too, is I just want to be able to have a nice quality of life. So maybe that's just automate things, you know, so stuff is running concurrently. 
I took the first vacation ever in like three years. Ooh, like, where'd you uh, go? I went to Grenada. Nice. And then we took another one to Dominican Republic. So I went to Dominican Republic with my frat brothers at the last minute. <laughs> and, uh, at the last minute and, um, for, for New Year's. But I'm also... So, but there's another goal and I'm kind of scared of, and I got to write this newsletter about it on the nonprofit front is this Ironbound Courage Academy of how do we bring our boxing program and our uh, nonprofit, how do we bring our boxing and our entrepreneurship program under one roof? Like I'm all about condensing things, right? So we have this opportunity to outfit a space in the bottom of a building in Newark to turn into a boxing gym incubator space for the kids in Newark. Problem is, in order to do it, I have to raise upwards of a million dollars to cover the outfit and other space. And then also make sure we have uh, overhead to cover the additional operating costs. So that means on the nonprofit side of the house, I got to punch above my weight, but I'm scared to do it for whatever reason, mental block, whatever. Um, but it's also because, you know, I'm just, obviously I'm running Ironbound Media, but that wasn't by accident, right? Like there's just not a lot of money in boxing. A lot of people aren't you know, spending money in the boxing arena outside of like, you know, a one-off exhibition. But in terms of like your everyday amateur boxer, like a lot of these inner city boxing programs are like dirt poor. We're probably one of the best funded amateur boxing programs in the country. And so I just want to make sure we don't lose what we've already built, trying to, you know, fly too close to the sun like Icarus and have our wings melt off. But that is something that's in my, in the back of my mind too. In a long-term goal with a nonprofit, would you say it would be to maybe push those kids an extra limit, like get them to college, get them into the internship program, get them started into Ironbound Iron Media and get that? Is that another way to grow Ironbound Media? I think having an opportunity for them employment. Employment is important, especially here in the inner city. A lot of these kids just don't have good employment opportunities. And then you talk about training. You got to get trained. So it'd be cool to have an environment where they can come into and learn on the job training. But again, for me, that's where it goes back to investing in other brands. That's what I'm talking about. I would love for a kid from Ironbound Boxing to be like, I want to start a food truck. And we got like $10,000, you know, that we can invest in them or 25 or whatever. And then, oh, by the way, you're not just going out there wild and raggedy. Marketing and branding is so important because you need to be able to drive revenue. And so if we can give them an investment, right, and then support them through content creation or whatever else and our expertise, then I think that would be really cool too. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Provide everything that need to be successful and push them toward their limit. Yeah. So, I mean, entrepreneurship is important to me. I didn't always think it was important, but again, I'm just learning as we get older, how important it is to have meaningful work, work that fills our soul instead of drains us. And I walk around Newark and I see a lot of people hating life at, at their job. And I think that's another reason why a lot of kids go to the streets. They're like, you want me to work for minimum wage at a job I hate when I could just go out on the block and make, you know, twice, you know, 10 times as much or whatever in less amount of time. And so what are we going to do to create an economy that is inviting that kids feel like they want to be a part of? And I think entrepreneurship is one way to do it, but I don't want to just talk about it. I want to put my money where my mouth is. So that's what I was saying is like, it's selfish for me to say, hey, I want to invest in other businesses and brands, you know, but like, how can we do that as like an entity? Yeah, but you're investing in the future. That's right. So when you think about Ironbound Media and you have your three main goals, 
out of those three goals, your go-to resource and your team identity, would you consider yourself to be a leader in that area in the podcast world? So it's interesting. I don't really think I'm like a leader in the podcast world. I'm be honest with you. Um, there's people that have been podcasting a long time, you know, like 15 years. But I think the reason for our success has been less about me being a podcaster and more about like, I care about your business. You know, like I'm not like if a podcast isn't good for you, it's pro I'm not going to sell you on it. You know, this is just one of the many tools that I, I think are beneficial to help build brand awareness and engage clients and customers and, you know, et cetera. Um, but I do think I'm a leader in the veteran entrepreneur space. Um, and I think I bring unique energy and a unique personality in that space. And especially doing the social enterprise piece. So there's a lot of veteran entrepreneurs out there that have created nonprofits for veterans. I've created a nonprofit to serve the community, to serve black and brown youth. And that's a lot different. And the way I'm trying to do it, all right, the way I am doing it, because we're not trying it, mm -hmm. is unique. So I do think I'm a leader more in the social enterprise space, the social impact space amongst veterans. And I also think I'm a leader amongst entrepreneurs, you know, it's particularly black entrepreneurs in Newark. So I totally agree. I'm about, I'm about lifting as I climb. That's one of my core values, right? If there's anything you hear talk about this, I don't want to be the only person on the mountaintop, right? I want to bring up as many people as I can. And whether you're a veteran, whether that's you're uh, one of my kids at Ironbound, whether you're a black and brown entrepreneur, right? Military spouse, whatever, right? How can I bring up more people with me? But I do have a special interest on the black community because I feel like I have the black man's burden. If you want to know about it, go check out the podcast, Confessions of a Native Son, where I talk about it. But, you know, when you're a successful black male, people expect more of you. So, like, if you're... You know, very rarely does somebody see like a poor um, white kid and be like, oh, you need to go talk to this guy. But if there's like a poor black kid, they're like, you need a role model. You need to go talk to Mike or somebody like Mike or whatever. And we're constantly giving that over and over and over again. And so I kind of do feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that my community is taken care of as best as possible. Like, I feel like it is my responsibility to educate and uplift people who look like me and live near me, you know, and I don't expect that to be in, it's nice if other people do, but I do feel like it's our responsibility. I think that falls back onto your inspire, educate and entertain. Yeah. I think that what seems else? to be your core. I think I, I, I am out of the questions that I listed up because you are so great at answering questions. <laughs> you did good for your first podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not bad. So Erica, you're going to be coming on the show, you know, because one of the things, and let's talk about this, right? So I'm really good at strategy. I'm really good at branding, positioning, right? The business literature and what actually works. Well, one of the things I want to do with this platform is I've identified that one of the ways we can actually make this a kick-ass resource is, you know, people are like, should I be on TikTok? Should I be on all this other stuff, right? I'm not on TikTok, but I got team members like Erica that know the information, <laughs> that can go out there and pull the info. And so I'm going to bring her on the, the podcast from time to time to just kind of uh, create shows around like, hey, we think this is really beneficial for the audience. So if there's stuff that's happening or if there's content that people are interested in, you know, like best practices, whatever, you know, I've outsourced Erica to go out, you know, find out best practices, et cetera. 
come back and then me and her are going to discuss it on the show for you all. So we're going to create a lot of a lot of badass content and uh, we're going to really make this the, a resource. And Erica is going to be doing the newsletter. So <laughs> I got to share some examples of newsletter templates on that. But like I told, like for me, I don't have all the answers. And for those of us that are founders, we can understand and appreciate founders fatigue, having to make decisions all day, every day. And I don't need yes people around me. I need people that like take ownership of the role, like growth, you know, and then tell me what we should be doing. And so that's what, you know, I'm empowering you with. And I'm excited to uh, be a part of the journey as you continue to grow here at Ironbound Media and help us create some, you know, badass content on Dog Whistle Branding. Yeah, totally excited to take your ideas and make them reality. So before we close out, is there anything you think our listeners should know about what's to come with uh, Ironbound Media and some of the some of the, the 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 things you're hoping to bring to the table with growth? So I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget it. Now I have to find it in my notes. <laughs> it's all right. I think it's part of, I want to bring ambition. I want to be the best. Why do I want to be the best? Because the best is an example. And if you're the example, people want to be, they want to follow you. They want to do what you want to do. So if we're the best at branding, this company is going to come in and say, how did you get to be so awesome? And we'll say it was our ambition. It was our initiative. And we, we rolled with it. We want to be the best and we made it happen. So for this next quarter, when you think about moving towards that goal, what are the three things you think we need to do in order to get <laughs> us closer there? Ah, y'all see how I flipped it down? <laughs> yeah, look at your notes. You got to answer I on the know, spot. I know. The three things that I want to see happen in the next quarter to make that ambition happen is I want to make the top 100 list. I want to focus on 10. I want to take those 10 and I want to grow them into a thrive and nourish them and so that they become an asset to Iron Brown Media. And the second thing I want to do is your newsletter, because that's got to get out. It's got to get published. It's got to bring people in. It's got to bring, keep the old people in. It's got to be exciting. It's got to be bold. It's, it's your information. It's your, you've got to make it a part of your face that goes out. And third, in the next quarter, let's see. Cause I think it's got to be, it's got to think this tricky. I think you just transparency. Yeah. I think, I think it's got to be if if I see something and you see something, we see it completely opposite. We've got to find a way to work in the middle. I like that transparency. Yeah, you're headed. I'm telling you, you're head of growth. This is y'all's head of growth, y'all. So if you're working with us, you know, you get to, you get to hear from Erica, but she's the one responsible for creating assets, you know, best practices, everything that goes into um, growing these shows. And what's cool about um, this role, too, is that, like I told Erica, like, we produce so much content here that we're constantly getting swings at the plate. So it's not like, I mean, we're swinging every day. We got shows going out and having our own internal shows, dog whistle branding, uh, confessions of a native son, best podcast, right? All that stuff is just getting us up at the plate at the transition. So it's exciting. I'm excited for 2022. It's going to be a good time. And uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more from uh, me and Erica uh, to create some really good content to serve you all. And so as we close out, if you need help with your marketing and branding, do me a favor, shoot me an email at mikeandweareironbound.com or just visit our website, ironboundmedia.com. Myself or someone on my team will get back to you. 
We'll schedule some time on the calendar and we'll figure out what's working and what's not working within your brand and help position you um, accordingly. And uh, if you like this show, if you get value out of this show, please do me a favor and go ahead and leave us a review for us on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever you're listening to. I told you uh, Erica's getting a newsletter set up. So it's there. I always put the link in the show notes. About 70 of y'all have signed up for the newsletter, but I haven't sent anything out yet. So be on the lookout. Sign up for the newsletter and uh, let us get this. Uh, let us let us get the newsletter teed up and create some value for y'all. So until next time, everyone, peace, love, and have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we help veteran business leaders create, distribute, and grow branded podcast series in order to engage with their ideal audience. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is also powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders that serves mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veterans and other badass business owners at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Lions Pride.com.